Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A. FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This episode is brought to you by Yumiko. Yumiko has just launched their pinch collection. Your favorite leotards can now be reimagined with a classic pinch front. Shop the collection online at yumiko.com or contact your local Yumiko store to personalize an Anna, Daniela, or Tamara leotard in your color with a pinch front. Offer ends March 1st, 2019. Yumiko has also just added new colors to their recent leg warmer collection. Enjoy even more ways to match these lightweight leg warmers to your favorite Yumiko leotards. And now you can enjoy a 10% discount on orders of 10 or more with their new group discount. For more information about all the new happenings at Yumiko, visit their website, yumiko.com. This episode is brought to you by the Kennedy Center. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. This week on Conversations on Dance, we are bringing you a live podcast we recorded yesterday, February 4th, 2019 at the Kennedy Center. The Kennedy Center has wonderful ballet and contemporary dance class series that offer advanced high school students the unique opportunity to learn from dancers from the nationally and internationally recognized companies that tour to the Kennedy Center. Yesterday, we watched a modern class with these students taught by Alvin Ailey's Glen Allen Sims. Immediately following the class, we sat down with Glenn while the students looked on to talk about his career, his key to longevity in his 20-plus year career, and for advice that he would offer to the local students he worked with that afternoon. For more information on the Kennedy Center's Masterclass program, visit education.kennedy-center.org. Thank you guys for joining us today. We are here with Glenn Allen Sims, who just taught an awesome masterclass. For... We were so lucky to watch. Yeah. yeah. It was uh, such a pleasure to watch you guys uh, really delve into everything, all the wisdom that he was offering and uh, um, maybe taking yourself outside of your box, if you will, yeah. a little. So now we're going to get into your beginnings. Um, you grew up in New Jersey mm-hmm. and... Uh, what and that was where you began your initial dance training as well. Yes. What was the, the what was it that spurred your interest in dance, and why did you um, sort of choose to pursue it? I um, well, growing up in Long Branch, New Jersey, there was 
the talented thing program that was instituted into the elementary school system then. Um, and I was actually a vocalist at first. So I was a singer and that was about fourth grade maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, and we did shows like Oliver and Annie. Uh And so that we, within that first year, there was a transition of dance teachers. Um, and this one teacher, her name was Michelle Fulton and she was like, uberly cute like so me and all my friends that were in like either the other disciplines like art Mm -hmm. drama we were like oh we're gonna audition for dance you know because we had this huge crush on like miss fulton you know (laughs) and so that's what actually started my whole entire dance career Mm -hmm. honestly that was the beginning of the dance situation for me but my family was always encouraged me to dance around like socially with my my old my aunts and stuff like that since i was a firstborn um nephew but basically i got into dance because I had the crush on the new dance teacher. I love that. <laughs> it's hysterical. Um, so you went on to continue your training at Juilliard. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about that and what made you interested to go and pursue and continue your dance training there? Well, I went on to taking dance classes outside at the Academy of Dance Arts, like 20 hours mm-hmm. of ballet class. Um, I was on scholarship there. And Jennifer Church and Charles Nicole were like, she owned the school, but Charles Nicole was like the male dance teacher there. So I was like doing partnering and stuff like in high school. Mm -hmm. And he asked me, he's like, what are you going to do after you graduate from high school? And I was like, I'm going to Montclair State University and I'm going to go into marketing or whatever, like something completely different (laughs) than dance, you know? And he was like, you should audition for Juilliard. I'm like, really? Didn't think about that at all. You know, you get your little ballet so your your little ballet solo. You get your solos together. So I had a variation and a jazz, like a lyrical jazz type of deal, whatever. And I auditioned and I got in. And that was like the complete morph of my whole mindset about dance because then you're being really consumed in it. It's not like you're going to school and I'm so fortunate to be one of those dancers that actually went to regular high school with the football team and all that other stuff. Um, So it was my first time being um, surrounded by all the arts, like with opera singers and actors and musicians and all that stuff. And just being around that energy all day long. Mm -hmm. Then I came to realization I can probably actually do this for a living, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, So that was the first year at Juilliard. I auditioned for Ailey right out of high school, but I was like cut after the ballet audition. Such an important lesson, right? Because look where you ended up and had such a long career. And at first they were like, no, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. But don't give up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you like, you know, it was so great to be in the city because I had a chance to like see different dance companies, like to see City Ballet on a regular basis, to see ABT, to see Felt New York when I was Felt New York before I became Ballet Tech, you know, to see all those different dance companies and smaller dance companies as well like through brooklyn and stuff so i had a chance to really get a grander scope of what dance is and what i actually want to do as a dancer or a professional artist as you know in this dance career um that's okay i just wanted to know if you were doing mostly ballet leading up to your time at juilliard or were you i did mostly ballet um, but then there was like jazz class mm-hmm. and some modern classes as well. But ballet was really like what? Ballet was like the thing Mrs. Church said to me. She was like, because I came with some jazz training 
and some tap training and she was like well if you want to be a concert dancer glenn you completely need to let go of the tap tap is more for like you know for broadway and stuff and she was like if you're going to be here i need you to be serious about it and it was basically the ballet training and the school was based off of the royal academy of dancing syllabus at the time so we we had exams and you worked one-on-one with your coaches and stuff like that we had variations and all that stuff so it really was like ballet class like every single day right. was there ever a point where you were considering going into a, a more classical company like doing the whole audition circuit and going for um a different route yeah i did i <laughs> i really did especially when i was at juilliard i wanted to like go to europe mm-hmm. you know but i think i was just a little bit advantageous like i got ahead of myself and I was like, well, this is where I want to go because I did all my research. I'm one of those kids who always, the kids, I'm a man now. I'm one of those people who always like to research everything, you know. Um, and I wanted to be uh, enticed and like grow rapidly. And so for me, the ballet company, yes, would have been a great choice. But I needed to shift hats mm-hmm. all the time and to be able to taste different, you know, dance choreographers and Mm -hmm. stuff like that and so that's how Ailey came to play because of the repertory for one how it's always changing and then we can still get some ballet things as well right um my physicality actually was not like the aesthetic ballet boy anyway to start off with so i would have some things to contend with honestly when you really think about it like you know my shape is completely different than most of the guys who are in ballet for the most part but um i do think that I wanted to have more that was offered because mm-hmm. I didn't want to go through like the court of ballet first and then go through the soloist and then mm-hmm. make my way to principal, mm-hmm. you know, and, and which is fine for some people, you know, but I know for myself, that's not really where I wanted to spend most of my time, like in the court of ballet and then going through whole, mm-hmm. the whole hierarchy of that. Mm-hmm. So go ahead. No. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously you had your eye on Ailey for a long time, mm-hmm. but when that initial rejection happened, did you, were you just, um, did you sort of double down and say, no, I'm going to get it in the end? Or did you start to explore other things? What? Um, I worked harder actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I come from my ballet school where I was really the only guy mm-hmm. of my own, like of my age, like, you know, the teenage guy. And there was like a little kid named Oliver that was in the school, but I was really the only mm-hmm. male dancer in the school. And so it was kind of like a smackdown at first, like, you know, oh, not a smackdown, but more of like an awakening of like, there are more other, there are other people out there besides your little pool that you're coming from. Yeah. And honestly, that first audition for Ailey, I was more gobsmacked by all the beauty and the talent that was in the room. Right. And I really wasn't like, I wasn't honed in. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really, focused on it i was more like oh my gosh i've seen this guy like in this company now he's here in the audition and we're all in the room together and i'm freaking out (laughs) you know i'm not really focusing on the choreography or trying to show myself or trying to get the counts together and do all those things that you're supposed to do in an audition i was more like watching Mm -hmm. everybody else there like i was an onlooker right so now you've been with the company for over 20 years. You mm-hmm. said, what, 21, 22 Yeah, years, 1997 like I joined, yeah. Did you ever imagine that you would dance with that company for so long? Did you ever think like, is there somewhere else for me or is this? No, I never did think that uh, I would be here for this long, mm-hmm. you know? You know, sometimes you'd like think my career would be like eight years. Oh, I'm, I'm going to 
I'll be there for five years, right? I'll be in the company for five. I'll be established by then. Ten, I should be like, you know, a lead. <laughs> you <laughs> <I> know, <roll. laughs> right? I should like, you know, you have all these uh, preconceived ideas of what your path will be. Mm-hmm. And when I got here, it was already like Miss Jamison put me into like leading roles within that first year, even though I was second cast or sometimes third cast, but I was already learning those right. roles. And then as time went on, it was like, oh, now I'm in the four, you know, but I never thought like past 10, I did not think past 10. And then 15 happened. And then 20, we were celebrated, you know, as I uh, was celebrated as one of the men of ALE out of five. And it was just like, wow, like 20 years really flies by. And some people are like, well, how have you stuck it out for so long? I'm like, well, with each contract at year, you know, I tell myself, you're going to approach this differently. You know, whatever you did last season, the audience needs to see you differently this season. You know, and I've always tried to like uh, keep that curiosity of the student mindset. Um, So therefore, like each experience with each choreographer, I'm I'm, I'm aiming to learn something new, not only about the choreography, but more about myself in it. And that's the true testament of being a dancer, being an artist. Like, how can you find different ways to color yourself, different ways to express yourself, different ways to grow, you know, because we can become complacent and get stuck in our mind and like in our, in our own personal ways and be really stubborn about like, no, I'm this kind of dancer, you know, but everybody, I think with Miss Jamison, Mr. Mazazumi Chaya, we were nurtured. I was nurtured. I was I was cultivated. And as long as I listened, you know, like Mr. Chaya used to say years ago, Glenn, can you add a little bit more dynamic here? Can you do this? And at first I was reluctant to it. And when you're reluctant to it, you just smack a wall, right? Mm-hmm. You just keep banging your head up against the wall until you say, let me just try it. And then you find different ways to express yourself. And that's one of the reasons why in class I was like, it's cut and cut because that's a different dynamic. We can do everything more legato and seamlessly, but you need to have those... Um, those nuances to your dancing. And the choreographers that you have in the rep are, it's an incredibly broad range. Mm-hmm. I mean, Twilight Tharp does not look like Wayne McGregor, right, who exactly. doesn't look like Paul Taylor. Mm-hmm. So those demands are constantly being made on you. And I think that sounds like it probably, um, you as a very curious artist, mm-hmm. satisfies, satisfies yeah. that part of you. It really does. And it's, the best part about it is, is that, you know, all those different choreographers and their different voices the only way i think personally is that you can achieve that achieve uh pretty much saying being cast in one of those ballets is by uh, works rather would be your ballet training you know because it kind of goes across the board twyla tharp is very quick and fast and it's very technical you know and i've heard other dancers say, oh, it's flimsy dancing and all this other stuff, but it's really not. Like, if you really look at it, it's really hard and it's really technical. Um, I would say that the hardest thing was for me was learning hip-hop as uh, a structured form. And it sounds like you're doing a hip-hop ballet here at the Kennedy yeah, we Center. Are, we are. <laughs> Will you tell us about that a little <laughs> Yeah, bit? it's called Lazarus. It's uh, one of the first works that the company has that is a two-act. They've been trying to do it for years and years and years, and the choreographer is Rennie Harris. I believe that this is his fourth work. He did um, Love Stories, Exodus, Home, and then Lazarus. And so he said that Lazarus was basically 
well, you know, Lazarus from the biblical sense is that he is he's dead and he rises again, right? And so this character, Lazarus, in the ballet, he kind of dies and he wakes up again, but in a different era, mm-hmm. in a different time. So it takes you on the lineage of the African-American journey here in America from slavery through like the 50s to like civil rights movement to like blah, 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 up until like now, mm-hmm. you know, and it's it's uh, the first act is more storytelling um, more than anything else. And then the second act is where it like really takes off and you see like all the fast footwork and all the hip hop movement like that. Yeah. So Ailey is a very um, is very deeply enriched with lots of touring. You guys mm-hmm. tour all the time, um, and we're here at the Kennedy Center where you guys are here for a week long tour. Yeah. Um, so, what are some of the advantages and disadvantages of being on the road so often? Um, one of the advantages is that you get a chance to meet different cultures. Mm-hmm. For one, not only um, st- uh, what is this North America, um, <laughs> but when we travel to South America or, or Asia or Europe, you get a chance to really experience, for one, the appreciation for the art form, um, to the different cultures and the food, um, which really makes a huge difference in what your palate will accept because then you're becoming more cultured mm-hmm. and more accepting of everyone around you and this entire world. You know, we say it's a small world after all when you're a kid, but you don't really get a chance to really understand what that is until you actually travel the world and be able to look at people in their faces or just sit down at a cafe and muse as the passerbys and stuff like that until you actually travel the world. Um, So that's great. Um, When you have the ability to perform and get different reactions from different cultures, it's interesting to witness that like let's say in asian culture they're very reserved you know and they're like is anybody out there at all <laughs> you know sometimes and then at the end they're like applauding when it comes to yellow revelations um in france they do this like whole stomping thing where it's like almost like a chanting type of deal and that's really exciting and exhilarating when you see that um one of the downsides i would say is just the, the traveling all the time, you know, moving from hotel to hotel, pulling your luggages. And in the beginning, it was like we would, when we were allowed 70 pounds before like 9 11, <laughs> you had two big bags of like 70 pounds of clothing. Right. And as time has gone on, you realize you don't need all that stuff. All you really need is the basics, you know, black, white, gray, blue, <laughs> you know, and things that you can just like, you know, put a pair of jeans down and you got five outfits out of this one pair of jeans and blah, blah, blah. But you learn how to like work that whole entire touring thing. I'm also fortunate, like for most of my career, I've been able to tour with my wife, Linda Celeste Sims, right? And we've been married now 18 years, January 5th. And this is actually one of the first times I'm actually on the road without her. Mm. Because she's not here. Do you here. miss her? I miss her so much. <laughs> I really do. Um, and I'll go back home March 10th because we're expecting. Incredible. So, yeah. So, like, everybody's like, I see you, Glenn. And he's like, Glenn, look at you. You're all alone. I'm like, I am a grown man. <laughs> I am grown. I can handle myself. You know, but this is, like, one of the first times, like, more than a week that I have not been with her. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's what's so hard about touring. If you didn't have her with yeah. you, mm-hmm. like your significant other is yeah. always, you're always apart. So that's yeah. nice. You yeah. get to be together. Yeah. <laughs> I, I imagine you, you must become more adaptable. Like I think dancers can be, we can be so precious about our routines mm-hmm. and that grounds us. But 
uh, I mean, what do you do? Like if you, you know, I have, I can think of points where I've been like, if I eat exactly like this and I listen to this song before I go out for this ballet, everything will come together. But you have to, you know, be a little more adaptable in that yeah. sense. If you're on the road all the time, yeah. you're not going to get your, you know, sweet green salad before <laughs> the matinee. <laughs> and it makes you, it also helps you with communicating with other people too, mm-hmm. I think, because you're so close with another individual and always having to adapt to every situation, every circumstance. It helps you to adjust when I have to um, conduct rehearsals for the company or talk to people on a daily basis or whatever the case may be, it's actually taught me a lot more about myself, how to become more patient, um, how to receive uh, another's viewpoint, you know, so I'm not so close-minded. So it is, mm-hmm. it is basically that, always constantly adapting, but also being mindful of the other person. Right. So for our students that are here today, um, what is some advice? You were talking a little bit after class. Maybe you can reiterate some of the things that you have and advice for them on their careers and as they are continuing their training, working towards becoming professional dancers. I would say um, continue your training first and foremost. Um, Definitely your ballet technique, like get into your classes and stuff and like really try to absorb yourself in your classes because that's really your foundation and that's what's going to set you up basically as a professional artist um i said earlier about you know loving yourself um being kind to yourself because we are constantly trying to be perfect or trying to reach this ideal that others have and we also have them for ourselves too we have this image that we want to achieve but if you're continually perfect, then you have nothing to reach forward or nothing to reach towards, right? So take each, each day, each experience, each lesson as a learning experience for yourself and always ask yourself a question about like, what was that combination for? Like, what was that Tandu combination for? Like, you know, we go through the mundane, like routine stuff, right? But if it's always the same stuff and you're not trying to dig deeper into like, how can I do more fine? How can I use my back? How can my port bra express a little bit more? Um, definitely just find more out of yourself, dig more out of yourself um, and listen to your bodies as well. You know, because Miss Jamison always said this, like, you know, you got the, you have this one instrument. It's like your, your Stradivarian you know it's like you're one violin that you have and you have to maintain it you have to take care of it so whatever you do on the outside of your body also like whatever you put into your system is the same thing that's going to come on the outside so be mindful of what you put in to your body be mindful of being um uh, aware of what's around you take every situation that you see uh whether they're people on the street um even if they're homeless people like sometimes observe them because as an artist we're just a reflection of society and so be open enough and keep your eyes open enough to absorb everything around you because as artists that's what we're doing we're trying to like you know shine the light on society and the only way we can do that if we're actually paying attention and being aware Mm. so i like to say that to like most young dancers like be aware of what's going on around you know what's going on in the news or the newspapers and society or whatever in your town you know in your cities and all that stuff be mindful about everything that you see around because you can make a difference whether you're just dancing now but who knows you might be part of um 
a charity or something like that later on, but you never know what that, what your path might lead you to and always be open to all your different experiences. I think that's a really poignant thought and um, a perfect way to end. Unfortunately, we have to wrap up here, but thank you so much for your time. And thank you for having me. Thank you guys for coming out too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in this week. If you have not already, we invite you to subscribe to conversations on dance. Now, wherever you get your podcasts. By subscribing, you will get a notification every Monday when a new episode goes live. This way, you won't miss a moment of the COD action. And if you like what you heard today, we invite you to rate us and review us on iTunes. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you next week. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.